Welcome to Moments in Truth. I am your host, G.T. Stikes. The purpose of Moments in Truth is to give you a few minutes of encouragement by providing simple truths from God's Word, identified and explained from a biblical worldview. Now, today we are in the chapter of the Bible that I would think is the most read chapter because it contains the famous verse, John chapter 3 and verse 16. Now, here in chapter 3, I want to approach with a fresh new look. So if you can look at your Bible, go ahead and turn with me to John chapter 3, and we are going to begin looking at verse 1. Now, if you can't grab your Bible, just listen along as I read John chapter 3, starting in verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Now, we see the introduction of Nicodemus. So who was this man? Well, the text says that he was a ruler of the Jews. Nicodemus was part of the Sanhedrin, who were the ruling class over the Jews, which the scribes and the Pharisees were a part of as well. Now, Nicodemus was a teacher and a leader within the Sanhedrin, so he was a very important person. Now, something interesting that we see in this conversation is that he is curious, and he is not so close-minded as many of the other Pharisees that we have seen interacting with Jesus. Let's continue in the text. Look with me at verse 2. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. And Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, notice in verse 2 that Nicodemus says, We know. In other words, the Sanhedrin, the scribes and the Pharisees have been discussing who Jesus really is. And likely Nicodemus, in his curiosity from listening to these discussions, has come to see who Christ is for himself. Now, I don't believe that Nicodemus shared with his Sanhedrin brothers that he was visiting Jesus. And I'm thinking that way because if you'll notice from the description of the text, Nicodemus came at night when it was dark, when others are asleep and those who stand out are more hidden. Now think for a moment about how Jesus responds to Nicodemus's statement. He bypasses it. He doesn't address it at all. And it's not that he's ignoring Nicodemus. Instead, Jesus begins by addressing Nicodemus's needs. And if you think about it, a discussion on who Jesus is in the end is really not as profitable as the understanding of what Nicodemus needs to have salvation. And Jesus' statement piques Nicodemus' curiosity. Look with me to see how he responds in verse 4. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Let's take a moment and consider Jesus' statement. Jesus says, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Now, what is the context of what Jesus is talking about? 
but birth. So Nicodemus asks, how can you be born twice? And Jesus goes on to explain the first birth. Born of water. Coming from the mother's womb, you were in fluid. But it's understood at this time as water. You know, think of how many times you've heard a woman say, my water broke. That is our first birth. Now, the second birth is being born of the Spirit, speaking of the Holy Spirit. When the invitation comes for us to accept Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior, it is the Holy Spirit who is knocking at the door of our heart. When we take God's free gift of salvation, what we are going to do is, number one, accept that we are a sinner in need of forgiveness and being saved from our sins. And then number two, we're going to be asking for that forgiveness of our sins. Number three, we're repenting of our sins, meaning that we give them up, making every effort not to go back to them. And then number four, accepting the Holy Spirit into our lives as he literally makes a home within us and we are reborn into God's family. Now, Jesus goes on in the text and he tells Nicodemus not to be surprised by the idea that he has to be born again, just as the wind goes different places and does what it needs to, and you cannot see it. So does the Holy Spirit. Now, you may not be able to see him physically. You may not be able to see him at work physically, but that does not mean that there isn't work going on in the hearts of people all around the world. Now, I want to take a moment and dig in here just a little bit. I have heard many arguments from people over the years about how repentance is not a part of salvation and that there is no need to repent of our sins. There is no need to give them up. And I, I don't agree with this. And here is why I'm thinking this way. Throughout the gospel books and the New Testament, we see the teaching of the process of sanctification, or what we many times refer to as spiritual growth. Now, whenever we grow in the Lord, it is not just because we are learning more about God or Jesus or the Holy Spirit, but it is also because as we learn what God disapproves of, we let go of those things, which are our sins. As we grow closer to the Lord's, we let go of more and more of our sins. And that is a change that happens through us giving up our old sin nature and exchanging it instead for a better understanding of God and really seeing more of his nature growing within us. Now, repentance literally means a change of heart. So that if there's no change of our heart or a change of our mind in our understanding of God— then what has salvation done? It hasn't changed us. We have to repent. We have to let go and change that old focus in order for the Lord to change us. If we don't let go of our old sin, then and we're just holding on to our old sin while we're trying to accept a Jesus' free gift of salvation, we're not going to be having it. Because salvation and sin does not mix. There has to be a forgiveness of our sins. We have to be able to let go of those old sins in order to accept Jesus' free gift of salvation. Now, for anyone thinking about Christianity and the need for salvation, you have to understand that in order to accept salvation, you will need to sacrifice 
you will need to sacrifice your wants and your desires for Jesus's wants and desires for your life. And I don't think the mainstream Christianity over the years has really painted a good picture of what this looks like. I think there's too much emphasis on say a quick prayer and you're in the club and all your problems will go away. You'll have lots of money and you can continue to live any way that you want. You just have to confess your sins once a week. And the Bible doesn't suggest that at all. We often refer to God giving a free gift like a gift that is wrapped up and given to us on a special occasion like our birthday. You are handed a box and your acceptance of that box is you taking God's free gift into your life and accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Now, many teach this idea that salvation is all inclusive in this one box. You accept it and it's done. You're in the family of God. You don't need to do anything else from here on out except being good because being good is a really good thing to do. But that's not at all what Jesus teaches, nor his disciples or apostles throughout the New Testament. And what the Bible teaches us is that salvation is the first step. But what we do with that salvation determines if we are truly saved. If we take the box and put it on the mantle and trust in it forever that we said a prayer so we have salvation, that's all we have is trust in a little box that sits on the mantle of our lives. But if we trust in the God that provides us that salvation— And we start putting our salvation to work through the process of sanctification. In other words, we trust in God and we put our efforts into learning more about him and learning to trust in him more and letting go of our old sins. We will see that spiritual growth and we can be assured that we have authentic salvation in Christ because we are following in the design God has prepared for us. Now, for those of us who are growing spiritually and who are growing closer to the Lord, We are regularly giving up sins and even ideas of sins that hold us back from that greater relationship with him. But we believe that it's worth it to give up these things because we have experienced the benefit in giving our whole trust over to God instead of trusting in ourselves. So what's our takeaway today? Well, our biggest takeaway is the understanding that we must be born again in order to have salvation. In order to be reborn into the family of God and in order to see the kingdom of God, there is no other way. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There are no back doors. There are no hidden passages to get to heaven. We must follow God's prescribed way, and that is through Jesus Christ. Now, a great passage to meditate on today is Romans chapter 10, verse 9 through 10, which says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now, let me pray for you today. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank you for your blessings, and we thank you for your love and your goodness We thank you, Lord God and Heavenly Father, that you've sent Jesus Christ to this earth so that he may live the years out and to be able to express the things most that we need to live by and that we can be encouraged by. I also thank you, Lord, for his death and for his resurrection and the fact that he has paid the penalty for our sins. Lord, I pray for our listeners today. 
I pray, Lord, that they would realize the need to be born again, that no matter what, they cannot go throughout this life just having an understanding of who Jesus is, but that they need to put their full trust and faith in him. Lord, I pray that they would know today for sure that when they die, they be in heaven. I pray, Lord, if they're still unsure, Lord, that they would reach out uh, even to us, even to Campbell Bible Church to find out for sure, and we will take them through the process of what it is to be saved. Lord, help us to realize the need that we have only through you, because it is only through Jesus Christ that we can have this truth and the real reality of what salvation is for us. I pray, Lord, that we would meditate on Romans 10, 9 through 10, and we would recognize that it is through God, through God's grace for us, that we have salvation today. And I pray, Lord, that you would continue to give us your joy, your love, and your goodness as we face the trials of life. Let us be filled with joy and go out and be a shining example of you. In your name I pray these things. Amen. Well, make sure you tune in to our next podcast. In episode 10, we are going to finish off this chapter and consider what happens to Nicodemus. And again, if you are listening to this podcast today and you are not 100% sure that you are saved, or even if you are struggling with your salvation and you're unsure, go back through and read again John chapter 3. John chapter 3 gives us great example and it gives us a great understanding of what it means to be saved. And if you're still struggling, I would encourage you to reach out to Campbell Bible Church and we'll have someone from Campbell Bible Church reach out to you and be able to help you better understand what it means to be saved or what it means to be born again. I'll put a uh, link to Campbell Bible Church in the show notes. Well, thank you for listening to Moments in Truth with GT Stikes. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to today's podcast. We would love for more people to hear the truth of God's word. You can help us reach more people by sharing, following, and subscribing to this podcast. Please be sure to check today's show notes for links to any additional resources, encouragements, and how you can help with this ministry.